Mishnayis, Mesechta Megillah, Perik Aleph, is learned, Le'ilu Nishmas, Sorerelke, Basreb Shner Zalma Menachem Mendel, who passed away, on Achrin Shel Pesach, Hei'alofim Tovshin Ayin. The Mishnayis is learned, Le'ilu Nishmasa, to benefit her soul, and it's learned in the year of Avelus. This chapter 1 is sponsored graciously by Shalom Baruch ben Mordechai and Shifra Yehudis Bas Moshe in honor of their new adorable grandchild, uh, Talia Rivka. Talia Rivka uh, Klinger. Uh, we'll start with the uh, first Mishnah in Perakalaf. Megillah Nikras. The Megillah is read Ba'achad Osar. Sometimes we read it on the 11th day of the month of Ador, Bishneim Osar. Sometimes we read it on the 12th day of the month of Ador, Bishloisha Osar. Sometimes on the 13th, or Barba Osar. Sometimes on the 14th of Ador, Bachamisha Osar. Sometimes we read it on the 15th day of Ador. Loi Pachus. No less, in other words, no earlier, nothing before the 11th. You can never read it before the 11th. And you can't read it more beyond the 15th. And the mission explains, The big cities that are surrounded with a wall from the times back to Yeshua bin Nun, when Yeshua, the son of Nun, conquered Eretz Yisrael, they read the Megillah on the 15th day in Ador. Kefarim, uh, but villagers, vayores, gedolis, and large city dwellers that do not have a wall surrounding them, they read the Megillah on the 14th day in Avador. But the villagers, they read earlier when they uh, gather in a city. That is, either Monday or Thursday, they come anyways in the city to listen to the reading of the Torah. So then you read for them the Megillah. The Monday, which is before the 14th, or the Thursday, which is before the 14th. We'll see you now in the Bartanura. Megillah nikraz ba'achad osor bishneim osor. The Megillah is read on the 11th of the 12th. Says the Bartanura, Pa'amim bazeh, upa'amim bazeh. Sometimes in this one, it doesn't mean that it's read in addition on the 11th and on the 12th. But rather, sometimes in this one, and sometimes in this one. Ask the Mefarish Vazil as he goes on to explain. As he will explain in the uh, Mishnah. So he says that the wall has to be fenced in from the days Miyemos Yeshua bin Nun. If it has a wall going back to the times of Yeshua, the son of Nun, then then they read it on the 50s. So he says, the reason is, why is that? Because the Kesiv, because the verse says in Esther Periktas. So over there the Pesach says, that therefore the Jews that live in the open cities they make the 14th days as the day of celebration. So the inference is, since the open cities read on the 14th, this tells us that those who are surrounded with a wall, they read on the 15th, so it's inferred from the verse. We're saying over here that the wall needs to be uh, a city from the times of Yeshua. How do we know this, that it's from the time of Yeshua? 
So the Batanura says, Nafkalon, we learn it out, Gzeda Shove, the same word, Liprozi Prozi. From the word Prozi, from the other place where it's written Prozi. Ksiv Hoch, over here it's written, Hayyehudim HaProzim, the Jews in the open cities. Ksiv Hosom, and over there in Dvorim Gimel it's written, Levad Meori Absor Prozi, besides the open cities. So Malahalon, just like over there when it talks about open cities, it's Miyumais Yeshua, that is from the days of Yeshua, Afkan Miyumais Yeshua. Here too, we learn that when we talk about open, it's from the time of Yeshua, closed from the time of Yeshua. The Tikno and the Chachomim instituted, Shakrochim Hamukofim Miyumais Yeshua, that those walled cities that are surrounded with a wall from the times of Yeshua, so even though at present they don't have no wall at all, but still, if they had a wall at the time of Yeshua, they should read on the 15th. Just like Shushan. And that is, That is in order to give honor to Eretz Yisrael. Because if the requirement was to... Uh, have the walled city presently at the time that the miracle of Purim took place, that would exclude Eretz Yisrael, because Eretz Yisrael didn't have any walls. It was destroyed, in the days of Mordechai Esther, it was destroyed. So then the uh, cities in Eretz Yisrael, if the requirement was that they need a wall at the time of Mordechai Esther, no place in Israel would read on the 15th. So, but in order Shushan, so that they should be reading like the people of the Shushan. Shushan is where the miracle took place that had a walled city. They should be considered the cities in Yerushalayim as if they are from the walled cities. Even though presently they are destroyed, the years according so it shall be a remembrance to Israel with this miracle. So that's why they said, what present doesn't matter, what is now. Main thing is, what was it at the time of Yeshua? If it had a wall at the time of Yeshua, that is considered to have a walled city. Since Yeshua was the one who began to wage war against the Amalekim, Haman is a descendant of Amalek. Uksiv, and the Pasik says in Shmois Yudzayin, Ksoiv Zoizikodim Basefer, write this as a remembrance in the book, Visim Beozna Yeshua, and place in the ears of Yeshua. So we find specifically that there is an instruction from Yeshua and to continue the war with Amalek. Haiman was a descendant of Amalek. The miracle of Purim is, a, is an out come from the war that we have to have a wedge against Haman and Amalek so therefore that's why we mention the days of Yeshua so really it means in those times but it really is referring to Yeshua just to give Yeshua the credit because Yeshua is the one who was given the task to wage war against Haman the Mishnah Mishnah said the villagers can read early sometimes so generally we have the two dates we have either the 15th for cities that have a walled city at the times of Yeshua Binun or we have open cities and the villagers which read on the 14th however there was a special allowance that the villagers should read earlier to say what does the Mishnah say since the surrounded cities read in the 15th. Mishain, Mukofim, those who are not surrounded, read the Yudalet, read in the 14th. 
Hakol bechlal, so everything is included. So beheichem meshkacha su yudalav yudbeizim gimel. How are you going to find the eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth? The Mishnah opened up and said eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth. So the Mishnah continues. Elor, but the kfor magdimim. Eloshakforim, but the villagers nosnu lehem rishus. The sages gave him permission lahagdim to kriosom that they should uh, have their reading earlier yom haknisa to the day that they go in anyways which is Yom Beis B'Shabbos, which is either the Monday of the week, which is the Monday, that is Shalifna Yudal, that is before the 14th, or Yehei B'Shabbos, or on Thursday of the week, Shehein Yom HaKenisa, that's the days they go on anyways. Shachvorim, Miskansin Ba'yoris Limishpa, the villagers gather together in the cities for court cases if they have, Lifisha based in Yoshvim, because the courts would sit Bebeis Veheis on Mondays and Thursday, Bitakonas Ezra, Ezra instituted that. Inami, or another reason, Miskansi Makforim La Yoris, the villagers would gather to the cities, Bebeis Vehei on Mondays and Thursdays, Lishmoya Kriya Satoira, to listen to the reading of the Torah. Vakforim Einem Bikim Kolkach, the villagers are not so expert, they're not fluent, they know how to read the Megillah themselves, Likris. And they They need one of the people of the cities to read it for them. So the Chacham didn't trouble them to return the love to come on the 14th again. So they should be free on the 14th on the day of Purim to supply the needs of the meal of Purim so that the villagers can give to the city people what they need. They found a hint in the Pasuk, the Ksiv, in Esther test, it says, to fulfill, observe the days of Purim in their times, in the plural. But if Mordechai and Esther had not, in, uh, not instituted of only the 14th and 15th, which are written in the Pesach, in their times, their times, we learn from his Oiz Beizmanim Acherim. We have two other times. Chutz Ma Oizim Maksum BeMegillah, besides the one that are written in Megillah. But the Yud Gimel Leitzolich Klori Lirbuye. But the thirties we don't require a pasuk to include that Sheyeruy Likriya that it should be fit for reading. Sheikiranes Boy Hoya because the main miracle was in the thirteenth. Shaboy Nikalu Likol Ma'ivem. That is when they gathered to take revenge from their enemies, whether it was in Shushan, so it was on the 13th that the Jews fought back against either in the city of Shushan or in the other countries. So which one did the Pasuk come to include? Only the 11th and the 12th. And the Ein Loimar, and we can't say the Rabbi Tazayim Yudzayim, maybe he's coming to include the 16th and the 17th, which are after the ones because the Pesach says shouldn't pass so what happens if Purim happens to be on a Sunday, so that means Yudalad is on a Sunday, so then what is Thursday? so Thursday is Yudalad because you have Thursday is Yudalad Friday is Yudbeis, Shabbos is Yudgimel and Sunday is Yudalad if uh, Purim happens to be on Wednesday, then you're going to read it on Yudbeis because then Monday is going to be Yud Beis, and Tuesday, uh, 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 Tuesday is going to be Yud Beis, and then Yud Gimel. Then you're going to read it on, on Yud Dalit. They're going to read it on Thursday. So that is Liyeh Makanisa. Mishnah Beis, Ketzat. 
how 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 are we talking about? Is going to articulate now? If the fourteenth day was on a Monday, okay. So if it's a Monday, the fourteenth. So then, so then the villagers, the people of the villages, and the people that live in the big cities, they would read the Megillah on that same day. That is Monday, because it's Monday the 14th. They're there anyways, there's no problem. But those cities that have a walled city, those are walled cities, so they would read the Megillah the next day, that's on the 15th, on Tuesday. What happens? If the 14th day was, which means the Purim day was, the first, the 14th was on Tuesday or Wednesday. So then, Kfarim, the villagers, Magdimim, they would read earlier the Yoim HaKnisa on the day that they gather in, which is Monday. So when would it turn out that they would be reading either on the 13th or the 12th, if it's Tuesday or Wednesday, right? And then, by Yoros Gedoyles, but the large cities, Kfarim by Yoim, those people would read, from the large cities, they would read on the 14th, on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it is. Those who were surrounded by the wall of Machar, they would read the next day on the 15th. If the 14th day is on Thursday. So then again, So the villagers and the large city people, they read on that same day, which is Thursday. And the uh, cities that have a wall around them, they read the next day. That is, on Friday the 15th. Chali is Erev Shabbos. What happens if the 14th is Friday? So, Kfarim, the villagers, Magdimim, uh, they read early, they go on the day of the gathering, which is Thursday. So, they're going to be reading on the 13th. But but the large city and the people uh, that have a wall, now you notice this also. Now, those people that have a wall... They will read in that day, on Friday. So even the walled cities, whose day would really be on Shabbos, because they're the Shabbos, but when it's on Friday, they're going to read on Friday, because on Shabbos, you're not allowed to read the Megillah. On Shabbos, you're not allowed to read the Megillah, because we'll see, we'll see later on the Bartanura, because there was a decree that they might carry it, so they, 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 they don't read the Megillah. So they read it earlier. What happens if the 14th comes out on Shabbos? So then, the villagers and with the uh, city people, so everybody, not only now the, the villagers, but also the big cities, they're going to read the Megillah in the day that they all gather together, which is Thursday. If they can't read it on that day already, the Mishnah says, so even the uh, even the regular big city people are also not going to read on Friday they're going to be reading it on Thursday but those cities who are surrounded by the wall so they will read it the next day they will read it on Sunday which is the 15th what happens if the 14th day is on after Shabbos which is on Sunday so then the villagers they read the day they gather in which is Thursday that will be the 11th day that will be the 11th, that's when the Mishnah is the 11th, because they'll read it on Thursday. And the people that live in the cities, they will read it that day, Sunday, that's the 14th. And the cities that have a wall around them, they will read the next day, which is on Monday, which is the 15th of the month. Do the Bartadura. The Bartadura says, that if. Um, Purim, the Yudala, the 14th, comes out on Friday. 
on Erev Shabbos. So then we say that the cities and the surrounded cities, they all read Kodim Bayim. They will both read on Friday. But why? Why should the regular uh, Shushan Purim people, the people that read on the 15th, why should they read on Shabbos on their 15th and their Purim? She'en Kriyas Megillah B'Shabbos. There is no reading of the Megillah on Shabbos. Gizera, because we worry. Shemu Yitlema B'Yodi. He might take the Megillah in his hand. V'yavirenu Daladamas B'Rishusarabim. He will transfer it, he'll move it four cubits in the public domain. And that will be violating the Shabbos. The Chacham didn't want him to... Uh, uh, move it on Shabbos. And if he should delay it till Sunday, have a so then it's going to be already the 16th. Yudvav. We said we said not to uh, not to pass, not to go beyond. So we can't go after the 15th. That's what we said before in the Mishnah. Can I be no no before 11th and no after the 15th? The Afal says the Batanura even though that the people of the uh, walled cities, they would read the Megillah on the 14th, when the 15th would be on Shabbos. So in other words, if the, their Purim is on Shabbos, if the Shushan Purim is on Shabbos, the 15th on Shabbos, they do the Megillah when on the 14th, Nevertheless, the Bartanura says, But the special reading of the Torah that we read for Purim, which is, that we do only on Shabbos. We don't do that with the Megillah. That will be on the 15th day. And the Maftir will do, which is the special Maftir for Purim. And we ask and we expound the laws of Purim, the entire Shabbos. So it's not like that Purim Shabbos is not Purim. Shabbos is Purim. It's only that the Megillah reading we do it earlier on Friday. Usudas Purim. What about the meal of Purim? So is the Amri, there's those that say the Abdullah that you do it on the 14th, Shabbat Kodim as a Megillah, in which you uh, read the Megillah. There's those that say the Ma'achin Shabbos, that we lay it after Shabbos. So it appears in the Yerushalmi that the Sudas Purim Shachalias B'Shabbos that the meal of Purim that happens to come out on the Shabbos Ma'achrim we delay V'loy Magdimim but we don't make it earlier uh, so it comes on a Sunday but according to all opinions we don't do it on Shabbos so he's basically talking about the three aspects of Purim Notwithstanding the other aspects, because the other aspects, I mean, you do it on, all, on both days, you know, like giving tzedakah, matanas layoyni, mashallah, echmonas. But I'm saying over here, he's talking you about. That's right. So that that's why it's. But you can give him both. So you give matanas layoyni on both. But the Torah reading, he says, you do on Shabbos. There's no problem. And the Megillah reading we do before. And the um, and because we can't do it afterwards. But the meal. Um, there is two opinions, but he says it's mashma that you do it afterwards, but you don't do the meal on Shabbos either. Then he says if the fourteen comes on Sunday, so then if this, the fourteenth on Sunday, then kforim the villagers magdimim liyema they go earlier to the day of they gather in the havalayud aleph, and that is the eleventh. So now the Bartanura qualifies this statement. The Hani Mili, when are these these words that we just said? Sheikilu Chacham Libnea Kfarim, that 
that the sages were lenient for the villagers, to live the villagers, lahagdim, to allow them to read earlier, to the day of the gathering, it's a leniency, they allowed them, they didn't trouble them to come especially for the Megillah reading, to let them read while they're in the city already. It's only while the Jews were resting, they were on their land in Eretz Yisrael, and the agents of Bezdin would go out to notify people when when the Bezdin sanctified in month when the Pesach has been set up in those days but in nowadays now the people look at the time that they read the Megillah and people count 30 days of Pesach. They say they count the Megillah. People know that 30 days after we read the Megillah is Pesach. So we're afraid. If the villagers will start reading their Megillah reading. Earlier, they will make the Pesach, they will make the Pesach festival 30 days after Yom Shal Kriya. After the day of reading, they will be eating chametz on the last days of Pesach. Because to them, Pesach is already over. That's why we don't read it only in time. Nowadays, because we don't have the shluchim, we go by, people go by the set times. So we're afraid to start up with these leniencies. So we have everybody read on the 14th. We don't make no exceptions. It's the 14th or the 15th, and that's it. And then you count Pesach from there. Mishnah Gimel, which is considered to be a big city, that if it has ten people who are uh, free from any kind of work, and the city gives them their uh, livelihood, so that they should be available in the morning and the night in the shul to daven. If it's less than ten, then that's considered to be a village. By these things, for reading the Megillah, when it comes on Shabbos, Omru, they said Magdimim that you should do it before, before Shabbos, but not after Shabbos. But the time to bring wood in the Beis Hamikdash, and together with that time you bring a korban, as it says in that if that time turns out to be in Shabbos or Vitishabov or the fast of the ninth of Av or any other fast day, that if it happens to come on Shabbos, and the same thing is Vachagiga if the uh, Korban uh, Chagiga that you need to sacrifice on the first day Yontav, if the first day Yontav was Shabbos, and also the Hakil, this gathering when all Jews have to be together on the festival of Sukkot, on the first year of Shemitah, and the king reads the Mishnah Torah, so if Yontav is on Shabbos, by all these things, Ma'achrin, you keep doing it after Shabbos, Veloy Makdimim, we don't uh, do it before Shabbos. So by all these other cases, we do later and not earlier, besides by Megillah. Even though we said that when Purim falls on Shabbos, we read the Megillah before Shabbos, not after Shabbos. But nevertheless, You are permitted to eulogize and to fast on the 11th, 12th, and 13th of uh, the month of Adar, although you're reading the Megillah in them and gifts to the poor people, if you give it on the 11th or the 12th or the 13th, you fulfill your obligation. Omar Rabbi Yehuda said, Rabbi Yehuda, when do you read the Megillah for the villagers uh, separately? On Mondays and Thursdays, that's only in a place where the villagers 
gathered together in the city on Monday and Thursday. But in a place that they don't gather in not on Monday, not on Thursday, then we don't read the Megillah, but in the time that we're supposed to read the Megillah, which is on the 14th day of the month. Says the Bartanura that a big city is called the city that has a sort of batlonim, uh, ten people. So basicness of the shul, these are ten batlonim of the shul. that they are free; uh, they don't from all any occupation. and they take their uh, sustenance from the community, supports them so that they should constantly be found. at the time of prayer, in the shul. So there's always a minion there. Uh, by these times of the Megillah, we said, Megillah, the times of the Megillah, Amru, the Chacham said, Magdimim, we do it earlier, Man if the time of the reading is on Shabbos, we do it before Shabbos. Avol Zman Atzei Kohanim, but the time for the wood of the Kohanim, Vaham uh, and the people, Shahoyu Mishpochus to Yisrael, there were uh, families by the Jewish people, they have set up days every year, to bring wood for the Migdash, for the need of the uh, fire on the Mizbech, and they bring a sacrifice of wood, together with them, they bring oilis Nidova, uh, gift oilis uh, or burnt offerings. So, if that day, that said day, comes out on Shabbos, we delay it to the next day. Um, then it says uh, also Tishabov, uh, we delay, yeah, we don't make it early. That same thing is true with Shartanius with the other fast days. If one of them happens to be on a Shabbos. And the Chagiga is Bishabbos. If Yom Tiv comes on Shabbos, then we push off the Shlomim, that we have the festival Shlomim to the next day, because the Chagiga has uh, a completion, you can do it all seven days, so there's no reason to uh, violate the Shabbos, to do the Karban Shabbos. And also the gathering, when you gather the people, in which the king would read the Sefer Mishnah Torah in the, uh, in the book of the repetition of Torah, that's the Chumash Dvarim, and all the nation, the whole people are obligated to come. Stop them to bring the small children to Kiddiksiv. As it says in Varlamad Aleph, the men and the women and the small children, and it's not possible to read on Shabbos because you can't bring them all. So that you push it off for the next day. But but we don't make it earlier. The reason is because the Akatu. Because it hasn't yet, uh, the time of the obligation hasn't arrived yet. Uh, uh, so that's why we don't do it in those cases. But in the uh, other case, but Vetish above, and when we talk about the fast of 90 of and the other fast, we don't make a punishment, we don't do earlier than necessary, we always delay it and don't make it earlier. If you read the Megillah, if they read the Megillah on the first order, and the year, and the year became a leap year. In other words, there was another order. So, Korin Sheni, you read the Megillah again in the second order. Ain't been other There is no difference between the fourteenth day 
and the 15th day of the first order, and the 14th and 15th days of the second order. Only in the reading of the Megillah, and, give, and giving gifts to the poor. This all has to be in the second one, and not in the first one. Says the Bartanura, that ain't been other rishain, la other sheni, this is what he's saying. There is no difference between the first and the second order. There is no difference between the 14th and 15th of the first order. To the 14th and 15th of the second order. Only the reading of the Megillah and the gifts of the poor. But with regards to eulogy and fasting, Zev is a shavim that we don't do it on either one. Says the Mishnah, in Ben Yomtev Shabbos, there is no difference between Yomtev and Shabbos. Only with regard of food. Uh, Yomtev, you're allowed to cook uh, for food, and Shabbos, you're not allowed to cook for food. In Ben Shabbos, there is no difference between Shabbos and Yom But when you do a, uh, a violation intentionally on Shabbos, you get uh, death by uh, through. Uh, the, uh, by based in um, but Yom Kippur when you do an Avera you get cut off that's punishment by the hands of the heaven by Shemai that's the Bar Tanura this Mishnah follows the view of Bishamay the Amri they say that you're not allowed to take out carry a minor a baby or a or lulav or a sefetay l'shus on the public domain on yontav since there is no need for uh, human consumption food uh, and therefore you're not allowed to do it but vein kain halacha the halacha is not like b'shamel like a divrei b'silol but rather like the words of b'silol the amri they say metoych shutre tzoyel l'tzoyrech since uh, it was permitted to carry out l'tzoyrech achila for eating hutranamish shulay l'tzoyrech achila it is also permitted for uh, not for the purpose of eating beikonami mili achrina there are also other items sheasurim b'shabes that are uh, prohibited in shabes metorim beyontif. And they are permissible yomtiv. Even though they're not for the purpose of eating, uh, like we learned in the Mishnah before, mashilin that you can uh, put the fruit uh, through a window on yomtiv. But on Shabbos you're not allowed to tircha. Tircha they were acid more on yomtiv than the acid on Shabbos. The Mishnah says that the difference is between Rishabim Kippur and Shabbos is as the Odom. This uh, intentional violation of Shabbos is punishable by the Odom. Yeshba Mises Bezdin, that includes the death penalty uh, given by Bezdin. Mishnah Vav, Ein Bein Hamoider Hanoa Mechaveder Lemeider Mimenu Maichu. There is no difference between one who says to his friend, I am making a vow, I will not have any benefit from you. Or he says, I'm making a vow, I will not have uh, no benefit from you, no benefit from eating. So in both cases, you cannot have any benefit from your friend. Because uh, for anything, you can always buy food. So saying, I will not have anything that will bring to food, means I'm not going to benefit from you at all. The only thing he has is to step with his feet on his uh, uh, friend's uh, yard. Uh, if he did a vow that he's not going to have benefit from his friend, he's not permitted to uh, go through his yard either. But if he made uh, a vow that he should not have 
uh, a benefit uh, from his friend, a benefit of food, so then he's permitted to go through his yard. And vessels which you don't use for eating, and you uh, rent them out. Uh, if he did a vow that he should not have a benefit from his friend, so he's not allowed to borrow such vessels from him, but if he said that he's not going to benefit from him such a benefit of food, so he is permitted to borrow such vessels. There is no difference between a nether, one says a vow and a nether. Uh, when you say nether, uh, a vow, then uh, if you say it's upon me to bring a sacrifice or something else, and then he said that this behemoth, that this particular animal should be the sacrifice for my vow, and then what happens if the animal uh, dies or is stolen? So he has to bring a separate, uh, another animal, because he undertook to bring an animal. But but a gift, he is not responsible uh, to bring. Uh, that is when he says that this animal should be the sacrifice. And then if this animal uh, dies or is stolen, so then he doesn't have to give another animal in this place. Bartanura in Mishnevov, Ein Bein Hamoyder uh, says the Bartanura, if a person uh, makes a vow not to benefit, uh, is not chomer, is not more strict than if he would make a vow that he's not going to have any benefit of food. The only difference would be whether he can step his foot. That if a person makes a vow that he's not going to benefit, that then he's prohibited to enter in the other person's. Mudar Michael Mutter and a person who makes a vow that he's not going to have his food then is permitted. Also, Vikalim Shein Eichel Bam Eichel Nefesh. If vessels that you don't use it for uh, food, uh, that's Mutter Lahashilum the Mudar Michael. That is permissible to borrow, to lend to one who has vowed that he's not going to benefit a food uh, from from that person. But it's only in a place where they don't rent out a similar uh, but in places where they do hire out similar uh, vessels also is prohibited. Because any benefit that eventually brings to a food uh, if this person would not have uh, benefited him uh, then he would be uh, lacking the value of a pruta. Uh, then that's considered uh, benefiting from food. Because with that pruta he is able to buy food. There's difference between a neder is ha'imer harei olai oilo. One who says there is upon me, he's an obligation of the person. Well, after zman, and then after a while, he finishes. He separated for the carbon v'nevda, and it was lost. Chayiv b'achriyusa. Then he's responsible to pay back to bring another carbon. But what happens if he says a nedova? Ha'imer harei zu oilo. This is a oilo v'nevda, and it got lost. A nechayiv b'achriyusa. Then he's not responsible to pay back. Shara lekibla olov. He didn't accept it upon himself, he just said that this one but as far as not delaying to bring a carbon they're both equal so it says both so we have in this matter
Mishnayis, Mesechta Megillah, middle of Pedic Aleph, we're up to Mishnah Zayin, is learned, Lilu Nishma, Sarer Elkebas, Reb Shneir Zalman Menachem Mendel, who passed away, and Nachron Shal Pesach, Elofim Tov Shinayin, the Mishnayis is learned, Betoich Shnasa Havelus, Lilu Nishma, to benefit her soul, this chapter is sponsored graciously by Shalom Baruch Ben Mordechai and Shifri Yehudis Bas Moshe in honor of their new granddaughter, Dalia Rivka. She has a lot of nachas. There is no difference between a Zav who saw two times a Ziva, a flow, uh, or and if he has seen three times a flow, he still would become tame for seven days. He would be impure for seven days. But when if he saw just two times, then he doesn't have to bring a sacrifice when he becomes clean. And if he saw three times, then he has to bring a carbon, a sacrifice when he becomes clean. There is no difference between a metzoyer, a person with leprosy, that you need to close him up for seven days, and a metzoyer who has already... Uh, has already been declared uh, to be Tomei, uh, and so till he becomes uh, well again, the difference is between them, only that the Metzorah that you lock him up, he does not have to let his hair grow, and he does not have to tear his garments. And the Metzorah, which remains Tomei, must let his hair grow, and he has to uh, uh, render his garments. There is no difference between a Mitzorah who becomes uh, pure after being uh, closed to one who becomes pure after he was already uh, declared for sure Tomei, impure. The uh, one who becomes pure only after being locked away uh, to determine so after, if he becomes tired, after that he doesn't have to uh, cut his hair, and he doesn't have to bring birds as a carbon. But the one who becomes pure after he has already been decided, declared impure, and then he uh, becomes healthy, then he needs to uh, cut his hair, and he has to bring the birds. He has to bring the birds for a carbon. Says the Bartanura, that there isn't a difference between a Zav who sees two Ri'is, uh, two times uh, and the Bartanura says the two times is Bain Biyam Echad, whether he saw twice in one day, Bain Bishnei Yamim Ritzufim, or in two consecutive days. Bechain Gimel Riyas, and likewise when he sees the three times, Bain Biyam Echad, whether it happened in one day, Bain Bigimel Yamim Ritzufim, or in three consecutive days, or Bain Biyam Echad, Vachas Lamachar, or two on the first day and one day, one on the next day. So in all these cases, that would make them into a Zav, and the difference between them is only a korban. The difference between these two Zavim is the sacrifice. A Zav who sees two times in a tone korban, does not require, is not loaded a korban, doesn't require a korban. But with regards to making the place where he lays or he sits into an av hatuma, the main category of tuma, even without touching them, but just he was leaning, he was sitting, and they're underneath him. 
they would still become an avatuma. Usviras Zion, and he counts seven days. Mishayivsek Mizoyvei is when he ceases from his flow. Shetzorich Limnoi Zayin Nikim Koydim. First, he needs to count seven clean days. Koydim Shiyitvel before he immerses. So Zavizeshav in regards to these dinim, whether he saw a zav of two days, two times, or two days, and or three times seeing, he would still. Uh, require and have the same dinim, and only thing he doesn't bring a carbon. Then, then the Mishnah said, "In ben Musgar, there is no difference between a mitzayir who is closed sheton hezger. Uh, that is a mitzayir who requires to be closed. Kedixiv, uh, as the pasuk says, vayikrit gimel v'izgira koyin shivas yomim. The koyin locks him away for seven days to determine whether he's really a mitzayir or not. So the time that he's this mitzayir who's closed." There's no difference between him, the mitzayda muchlat, to a uh, declared mitzayda. Shetime hakoyin legamri the Bartonura says in which the koyin has totally made him uh, impure. We don't have to uh, find out. We don't lock him, but we lock him up. We know uh, that he's tummy el prio prima. Only with regards to um, letting the hair grow and rendering the garment. Holy inyan shiluach v'tumas says the Bartonura, but with regards to uh, sending him away from the camp. And regards to the uh, being Tomei, Zeviz Ashovim, they would both be the same, the Metzoyda Muchlet and the uh, Metzoyda Muskar. Ein ben Toher Metoich Hezger L'Toher L'Toher Metoich Hechleit Elo Taglachas V'Tziporim So once you become pure, if you become pure out of uh, being uh, locked away to determine your status and if you become pure uh, after you've been before declared Tomei that you were a Mitzayra so there is no difference in this purity uh, from only with regards to a uh, haircut and the birds for a cotton the Gabi Taglachas Vitsiporim because with regards to the haircutting and the birds it's written in Pasik uh, in Perik Yudalad, it says in Vihine in Veikro Yudalad, Vihine in Nirpa, Nega Hatsaras Min Hatsarua. That behold, the, uh, uh, the, the leprosy has been uh, healed from the uh, person with the leprosy. Yotsum Musgar. So uh, this excludes one who is locked up, Shetzaraite, Kluyo Biyomim, that his uh, leprosy. Is accounted a day. Shafilu nirpa. Even if he was healed in the middle of the seven days, tzarich lizu musgar shivayam. He still needs to be locked up seven days. So if he's just a tzarua, but in this case he's the days. Avalinian tada b'mikveh. But as far as purifying, going to the mikveh, zevis ashovin, they're both equal. The betoyer metoyich hezger, one who becomes toyer also from just being locked away to the, be determined. Namiksiv. Also, the pasuk says in. Uh, that he should wash his garment and then it will become clean. And although the Iko Nami Korbones Oshom, there is the Korbones of the Oshom Veloik Shaman, so that there is a difference, another difference that the uh, one who is Toher Meteich. A hechlet, uh would need to bring the korbanis, which is the oshom and the uh, log of oil, uh, and still he doesn't say it over here. He just says taklachas vitziporim will be the difference. 
So he says, Here he's not talking about what takes place in the eighth day. He's talking about the day of the Tara on the seventh day. On the day that he is healed and on the day that he is uh, cleansed. And he's not dealing with, he's not talking about the Karbonas which are on the eighth day, which is another distinction between them, but he didn't mention it because that's not what he's talking about. Um, there is no difference between the Svarim, Toyra Nevim, and and Tfilin and Mezuzas. But the Svarim, the Tanakh, can be written uh, with the script and with the language, uh, and from any script and any language. But the Tfilin and Mezuzas, they cannot be written only only in Lashon uh, Kodesh. Uh, and Rav Shema Gamliel says, Even by this Vodim, they, they, meaning the sages, did not permit to write them only in Greek. Says the Bartanura, uh, that this Vodim are not in He says, The writing, the script of all nations, and also in the language of all nations. But the uh, tefillin, the mezuzahs, are only written uh, Ashuri. So Shem Gamliel says that also the Svarim can only be written Yevonis in Greek. And the reason that he permits to write the Svarim in Greek, uh, more than the other languages. So why is Greek different? The Omar Karo, because the Pasik says in Bereshi's test, Yaft and Likim Liyafes V'yishkoin Ba'ol Lishem Yififus Seishal Yafes The beauty of Yafes Kolemer Haloshin Hayofes Shakol B'nei Yafes Shabachol B'nei Yafes The beautiful language which is by all the children of Yafes Yishkoin Ba'ol Lishem That will rest in the tense of shame V'ein Lach Loshin Hayofes Bechol B'nei Yafes There isn't a more beautiful language in all the uh, sons of Yefes, like Loshan Yuvani, like the Loshan of the Greek. And by Allah, that you could write uh, the Torah also in Greek and uh, with the Ksav Greek. Nowadays, that Greek language has been lost, established, and has been ruined. Therefore, nowadays we cannot write. Only with the holy writing, with the Ksav Ashuris, and also in the holy tongue in Loshan Kodesh. Mishnah Tess, Ein Bein Koyen Mashuach B'Shemana Mishcha L'Meruba B'Godim. There is no difference between a Koyen Godel who was anointed with the holy oil, uh, the anointing oil, with the Koyen Godel which was uh, Holy uh, sanctified through the eight garment. Only with regards to the cow which comes in all the mitzvahs. So that the Koyen who was anointed, if he permitted a prohibition such as that you would intentionally get Kodesh for, and he did as he ruled, he has to bring a Korban. And what the Korban is sacrificed, that would be a cow, a par. That means uh, a cow which comes in all mitzvahs that you're not permitted to do and the 
Koyen Moshiach, the anointed Koyen, said uh, that it's permissible, and he did as he said. And what happens if such a thing would happen with a uh, Koyen Godel, which was not anointed? So then he doesn't have to bring a part. So that's the chilek between the Koyen Godel and Merubu Godel. Ain bin Koyen Mishamish the Koyen Shover. If the Koyen Godel became disqualified and you brought in another uh, Koyen Godel, and then the uh, Koyen Godel became uh, kosher again, he became fit again. So the uh, first one remains as he is, and the second one uh, also has the same aloha as the Koyen Godel. And there is no difference between the Koyen Godel which did the service before to the Kohen Godel, which did the service now, and he's leaving uh, the service. What is the difference between them? But that the Kohen Godel that needs to continue doing the service, he brings the carbon from Yom Kippur, and a tenth of a measure of flour to sacrifice every day. But the Kohen Gadol that left the service, he doesn't bring a carbon on Yom Kippur, and he doesn't bring the flowers in order to bring the meal offering from every day. Says the Bartanura, there is no, and the Mishnah said there is no difference between a Kohen who was anointed with the anointment oil to a Kohen that Gadol that was just has more garments, the eight garments. Says the Bartanura, Kohenim Sheshimshu Bebayisheni. This refers to the Kohanim or the high priest that they served in the second Beis Hamikdash, uh, where there were no more uh, anointing oil uh, to make them a kohen. The Abbe Ba'isrishin also, even during the time of the first Beis Hamikdash, Min Yoshiyahu Ve'elach from King Yoshiyahu and on, Shenignas Sluchis Shel Shemen Hamishcha that the jug of the anointing oil has been hidden beyond in his day, his days. V'loy Hoyu Kohen Gadol. And there were no Kohen Gadol, Ella only Belevishtab Gadol Muvad, just by putting on the garments. So it really doesn't make a difference, but with only the, the only difference is Par Kola Mitzvah. A cow that comes in all the Mitzvahs. Kohen Moshuach, a Kohen who is anointed, Shohaira Heter, who uh, instructed a uh, permission, said that it was permitted, Bidavashis Doinik Karokaris, in a matter whose intentional violation would get him Karis. And he does as he instructed. So then, maybe Pari brings a cow. If the anointed coin. Um, so that will be the difference. So that has to be a coin Hamashiach and not a regular coin of God. Then he says, coin Hamashamish. There is no difference between a coin serving and a coin that passed. Koyin Godel Shira Beipsul, a Koyin Godel, which happened to him a disqualification, and then they pointed somebody else instead, and then his disqualification has passed, and he goes back to his service, and then they remove the one who came instead of him, the first one who has been serving the whole time, the original Koyin Godel is called the Mishamish because he continues to serve, the second one is the past because he no longer serves. So the difference between them is only the par el par yomakipurim, the kav yomakipurim sheyevshel lohavishtaim, because you're not impossible to bring two. So that goes to the koyin mishamish, and likewise v'chein asiris ha'ifo, that also the tenth of an ifo was chavite koyin gadol, 
that was the Kohen Gadol's Chavitesh Tzibachol Yehim that he brought every day. That you can bring too. But for all other matters, they're both equal. If he comes to uh, sacrifice or to serve any type of service, he serves with eight garments. They're both commanded to marry only a besula. And they're warned not to marry a widowed woman. And they can bring their sacrifices even while they're anonym, while they're mourning a relative that they lost. There is no difference between a large bama, which was made for all Jews uh, to use, to a small bama, which a person makes for himself. Um, the bama is a stone in which you uh, sacrifice the korbanis. So the difference is only the korban pesach. Uh, and also all the carbonas that have a specific time when you need to uh, bring them. Uh, the uh, constant carbon that you bring, the carbon tamid every day, the carbon musaf. Uh, so they uh, can be sacrificed uh, on a large bama, a bama which is made for um, all, all Jews, but on a small bama you cannot bring them. However, the carbonas, the sacrifices that you need to uh, sacrifice uh, for all Jews, and uh, they don't have a specific time. So then you're not allowed to even bring them. Also, them are not permitted to bring an Obama. Zaklal, this is the rule. Kol nidav. Um, all uh, vows and gifts that a person uh, does uh, a vow or makes a, a gift as a carbon. Korev bebama that can be sacrificed on a uh, small bama, his own a gift or uh, own vow. But v'chol and all korbanis, all sacrifices, ain't no neither v'leinidav that are not a vow and not a gift, which is chatos or an osham, it's a sin offering or an osham offering. Ain't a korev bebama, then you do not bring it on a bama, neither a large one nor a small one. Says the Bar Tenura. There is no difference between a small and a large bomb. There is no difference between a large bomb. We are dealing here We're talking about the, the time that bombs were permissible. Bama a large uh he that's a community given. That was in Noivi given. And a bomba katano, that's individual each one would make a bama for themselves. So the difference is only el psachim. And not only psachim, says the Bartun of Cholshu, Kain psachim. Anything which is like the psachim, which is Shekavua Lohem's man, that a time is set for them like the uh, Pesach. Kigoin, uh, like for example, Tpidim or Musafim, the regular Kabbanas every day and the Musafim every day. But mandatory korbanos which don't have a set time. Kigoyin, for example, parhelum davashal tzibur edikau, for when the community forgets and does a violates the Torah of Isidia avedus gilulim, the ghost of avedus gilulim, abbamagadoyim they would not be brought even the bamagadoyim. So in the bamagadoyim, the only thing you can do there more than the bamagatama is the psachim, those who have a 
of the time, Ma'asat time. Mishnah Yudalef ain't been Shiloh Yerushalayim. There is no difference between Shiloh, where the Mishkan was standing, and Yerushalayim, where the Beis Hamikdash was built. But when the Mishkan was in Shiloh, you were permitted to eat the uh, light kachim, which is the carbon shlamim and the toida, and the maizer sheni and all places that from there you can see the city of Shiloh. But to be Rishalayim, when the Mishkan was standing in Rishalayim, you had to eat the kachim inside of the gate of the wall of Yerushalayim. And in both places, in Shiloh and Yerushalayim, kachim kadoshim, the carbonos that are totally holy, holy of holies, that is the chatois, ashamis, the cholim of nimenakloim, they are eaten inside uh, of the surrounding uh, area, like in the courtyard. Uh, they must be eaten in the courtyard of the Mishkan and in the Azorah, in the courtyard of the Beis Amikdash. Kedusha Shiloh Yeshachara Heter, the sanctity of Shiloh, when it was destroyed, so then uh, it became permissible to sacrifice on a bomber. But the Kedusha Yerushalayim, the sanctity of Yerushalayim, and the holiness of Yerushalayim, even when it was destroyed, then it never became permissible again to sacrifice on a bomber. Says the Bartanura, the difference between Shiloh and Yerushalayim is that Bashili was Bacholoraya. That means wherever it can be seen, so over there was permitted, wherever you can see Shiloh from, you can eat the Kachim Kalim and the Maiser Shani. But uh, the other thing is that the uh, by Yerushalayim, uh, uh, by Shiloh, there's Yesh Acharao Heter. So for the time that Shiloh was standing, the Bamas were also, also, but at the, afterwards there's a hatak, Shekhar Vashilot Rabamas, that became permissible again. But after the Kedush of Rishalayim, there is no hatar, and it remains prohibited to be makriv bechlal on a Bama. This concludes the Perek Aleph of Mesachus Megillah.